Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them? on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are just as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They're milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey.
can't hold us folks what is up it is wednesday this is so bad it's good with ryan bailey this is ryan how are we doing like we this is classically called hump day because we're gonna get our hump on our dry hump no (laughs) wow i've already ruined this episode we're only we're just so at the beginning of it and i've already ruined it um how is everybody doing i hope you guys have had a solid week yesterday i asked you a a big favor to send good vibes out and and you guys did it 
I, there, something good happened today. I can't wait to share more. Not for me, but for my friend and and the situation they were going through medically. And, and I'm just really, really relieved right now. Um, so, man, awesome. Thank you, guys, if anybody stopped to do that. If not, how dare you? This isn't for – I'm not thanking you then. I'm thanking the people that sent out the good vibes. Um, today, we're going to get right into it here in a second. <laughs> I say that, and I'm going to go 45 minutes. Um Truly, you guys are turning out like you guys are turning into my only friends. <laughs> like I talk more to you guys than anybody in my life. So thank you. Um, uh, okay, so uh, sorry. I was, do you ever say something and then you realize how true <laughs> that is and it shocks you? You're like, oh, um, today I'm just going to we have Heather McDonald. We have Heather McDonald. We have Juicy Scoop. Uh, all you Juicy Scoopers, if you if you tuned in to listen to Heather, you, you, you get ready. She, I mean, listen, I say this in the beginning, I say this at the end, um, is that she does not need to come on this show. Uh, really, she is a pinnacle and an example um, in a lot of, like, just of, of just... I just look up to her so much and it sounds really gravely serious when she's so flipping funny, but even just, I say this halfway through the interview with her today. Cause I was, I was laughing about something that she said and it reminded me, I've, I've talked about this concept before of that, that thing in high school, like, you know, those friends you make that just, you just laugh with and you throw out like the best part of this is when you get on kind of like a, a joke jag with somebody where you're just going back and forth and or you're just just like sitting here laughing and going, I get to do this. I get to do this. And then you're like, there were like 80 billion topics that I didn't get to cover. Like this goes an hour. And I I mean, you know, like that was just nothing. There was like 10 stories that I, I didn't, uh, I'm not going to say what I didn't get to, but I was, uh, you know, I was just like, damn, it's over already. The ride is over. And I really truly hope this went well enough to where I get to talk to her again in some capacity. Um, because I, I just had a really good time. And then I was like, Oh my God, I want to know. And I think that's what really makes a good podcaster, right? Is that if you're listening to them or talking to them, they, they make it good. They make it easy for you. And you kind of lean in a little bit more. You want to hear what they're going to say. You want to, you're waiting for that joke. You're, I mean, it's just, it's, it was just, it's a good feeling when you are able to have, uh, to talk to a Heather or to listen to a Heather, not to mention what she's done for podcasting in general, not even to mention like, reality show podcasting in general, pop culture podcasting in general. I mean, I, I, I mean, I was real. I mean, I kind of was honest with her about that. And then I, I apologize at the end, uh, after we wrecked, like, I hope this didn't make you uncomfortable kind of saying how I felt, but a lot of us, and believe me, there's a lot of us now doing this. We wouldn't be doing this if not for the success of Heather McDonald, if not for Heather McDonald, but Heather makes it look easy and it's almost deceptive in a way because she's like, Oh, everybody can do this. And then you realize with you, you're like, man, this is, this is hard. This is a grind. And it's just so cool to see what she's done. And I know she has this moment towards the end where she said, and you know, it's just sometimes weird where 
you know, I, I've been here the whole time. Uh, I've done all of these things. And I was pointing out all this, like she self-produced a comedy special, sold it to Amazon. She has a successful Patreon, the most successful reality show podcast of all time. Uh, also, like I said, on the top 10 list of all podcasts, an author, a screenwriter, worked on TV shows, knows how to act. I mean, this is, what, what do you call this? Like a quadruple threat? I don't know. Like, um, but but having the perspective I do now, um, a couple years later of doing this, like I even look up to her even more. Like I've always known of Heather McDonald, um, but being able to, and then I was I was getting to listen to a couple episodes to prepare, and I was just, you know, I was just like, damn, damn, this is like, you know, and it just. I'm just so thrilled that I get to play in this sandbox. Like I'm the, you know, I, and, and I'm so, um, I'm so appreciative that she took the time to do this show and to speak with us today. Uh, because that's, she just doesn't, uh, yeah, she just didn't need to. <laughs> She's like, great. I, you're telling me now. No, but it was just awesome. 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 I can't wait for you to listen to it and see what you guys think. Uh, because I just feel like, wow, this is, this is cool. This was like a real, like a, a pinch me moment. It was a vision board thing. And it shows that I think we're on the right track. You guys we're on the right track. And I, I really do. I just want to like, I just want to talk shit with her more, you know, like that's, what's like, I love those people where you're like, Ooh, I can't wait to talk shit with them more. And you know, by the way, uh, Tuesday's episode with Kelly and Troy from beyond the blinds, there's another two people truly blessed to be able to talk to some of the people that I get to talk to. Like that is the coolest. Um, so anyways, uh, a couple of things that I didn't get to bring up with her uh, is that today we uh, we do talk about the new Housewives shows that got announced through Peacock, but I didn't get to bring up Kanye's girlfriend. Chaney West is no longer his girlfriend. Uh, and what sucks is that she just recently got a yay tattoo on the wrist. And that's when you when then you break up and you have the person's name and it's a newer relationship. Like, I just imagine you look down all the time and just go, damn, you had to get the tattoo, didn't you? You had to get the tattoo. Now, I'm going to tell you guys, a see, it's not a see. I mean, some of you guys might know, but I have my ex's name on my body and uh, <laughs> I did it for. Our fifth anniversary, she had always said, get my name on. And I was like, and for fifth anniversary, I was like, okay, I'll do that. And Kat Von D was the tattoo artist. I don't know if you guys know her. And now I still have my ex's name on me. And I don't know what to do with it. Now, I, I uh, we do talk a little bit about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, but don't worry. I think you're going to. Uh, it's actually a really good conversation, the small part that we do talk about them. But uh I remember Johnny Depp back in the day when he dated Winona Ryder. I don't know if you guys remember this. He had a Winona tattoo. And then when they broke up, he turned it into a wino tattoo, which actually now that I think about is very self-fulfilling prophecy because he does like his mega pints of wine, Johnny. Um, So I've never done anything with it because a, you it's well established. I'm cheap. I'm trying to keep the overhead low. And secondly, you know, because uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, what do I do with it? What do I do? I just put a black bar over it. What do, What do I do with that tattoo of the first name? I don't know. If you guys, should we have a contest? Should we have a con? What to do with Ryan's tattoo? On so bad it's good. Um, 
Oh, this is the other thing that I didn't get to bring up with Heather, but she had mentioned it on her show, is that, do you guys know this, um, what's, uh, Freddie, Freddie, Freddie Mellencamp, I think? I know it's like John Mellencamp. Anyways, I think she has something to do with Housewives. I don't know. Um, <laughs> she was actually on the red carpet of the MTV Unscripted Awards. She went with Tamara. They host that little the podcast thing, which always takes, I, I, I didn't get to ask Heather about this and I wanted to, because I was like, does it... I sometimes feel like if you were a star, I use that term loosely, on a reality show, you don't just automatically, just, they just give out these podcasts like they're, they're just cheap candy, you know, just like, here, take some, kid. And they just give them out to everybody. And because they know they can sell ads based on names. Now, I do hear, in their defense, Tamara and Freddie's podcast is decent, I hear, um, but Teddy uh, walked the red carpet and then she made a post saying, uh, showed this thing, and I guess she had a little uh, cellulite on her legs, which a lot of us do. And she said, for all the haters out there, this is a normal women's body. All the comments I'm getting about this in my DMs. And then she said, you know, and yes, I would like to audition for Dancing with the Stars or something like that. And this is how jaded I am, you guys. I saw this post and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah I see the little, but, you know, Teddy still looks great, um, especially with her new chin surgery. But uh, she looks great. But then part of me was like, listen, I know people can be mean, but still I, I try to hold out hope that they're not that. Like, who's going to who's gonna DM somebody that I see your cellular? What a weird, what a weird DM. Like, how does that even make you feel? But then I was thinking, I was like, did this happen or did Teddy post this so she could write a pro women cellulite, normal women's bodies? Yeah. Post that is almost a show dancing with the stars. Like, look, I stand up for women's rights dancing with the stars. Like she said it in the post. She brought up the fact about dancing with the stars. So I was like, is this Teddy kind of angling to get on uh, Dancing with the Stars. I don't know. That's just my first thought because remember, my brain is mush and it's ruined. So that's what I think about everything. Uh, we do get to talk about Kim and Pete in this. We get to talk about selling Sunset. Uh, it, it, I man, I did, do I love Heather McDonald? I don't know. Um, so the other thing I didn't get to bring up with her though is two more small news stories. Harvey Weinstein. Uh, f- Famed movie producer who's now in prison, Suze Chrysler, Jeep accident left me paralyzed, uh, TMZ reports. Harry Weinstein is blaming Chrysler for being relegated to a walker in recent years, going after the vehicle manufacturer for what he says was a shoddy braking system in a new law. Sounds like Carby kind of had a shoddy braking system in regards to a lot of women. Um, but so I guess in August 2019, he was involved in a wreck near Bedford, New York, while riding in one of their Jeeps, which he says the company provided so he could make an appearance in one of his films he was working on at the time. The Jeep would make an appearance. Unclear which flick it might have been. But wait, so he's saying that they gave this Jeep to put in a, one of Harvey's films and Harvey Harvey test drove it and got into an accident? Um so he swerved supposedly to avoid hitting a deer on the road. Weinstein claims that when he attempted to miss the deer, the brake system failed him and sent the car rolling. Weinstein says he was wearing a seatbelt but still suffered serious injuries and was rendered rendered paralyzed as a result of the accident. Um, so now Harvey Weinstein saying he's paralyzed. I mean, like, I mean, this takes real balls to go to prison and that, you know, 
<laughs> like, I mean, like, okay, like you're not able to like work out in the prison yard. Like, I mean, like what are, I, I just, that's wild. I don't know. That just stuck out to me. I'm curious to know what, what you guys think. I just thought that was so weird. The other thing is Andy Cohen was on uh, Jeff Lewis on the Sirius Radio Andy show. And I thought this was actually interesting. Bravo Obsessed, uh, the account Bravo Obsessed took some notes. And I thought this was great. Um, some great informa- information. Uh, Andy, once again, said he is no longer in charge of programming at Bravo. Remember that? Like when everybody says, Andy, Andy, why didn't you do this? He's not in charge of that. Uh, he said next season of Real Housewives of Miami is great so far. Uh, Andy said the show he most regrets being canceled was Real Housewives of D.C. And he blames that on the Salahis, uh, who were cast members that snuck into the White House. House, remember you guys uh andy didn't love the casting of the first ultimate girls trip but the ultimate girls trip part two casting set he says was his twisted fantasy it was funny and all drama jeff said the cast wasn't happy with it being filmed at bluestone manor because they felt it gave dorinda an advantage this isn't survivor i mean i guess it's turning into that but like an advantage like what it advantage it advantage to what like <laughs> dorinda was dorinda knew where she kept the secret wine bottles uh, Andy loves Heather Dubrow versus Shannon Bedore on OC and says they have a great casting being done right now. When Tamara's name came up, he said, you can't be a housewife when you're doing a behind the scenes podcast. Listen, I say that all the time. How many times have I said that in the last couple of weeks? If you're like part of the Teddy Tamara podcast is they talk to all of their housewife friends. I, I literally have three examples that I wish I could tell you right now where those two or one of like has slid into DMs of other people to try to get dirt on other housewives and stuff like that. And so they can either use it for personal gain to actually get back on one of the shows or uh, they can bring it up in their podcast. And I don't know when this stuff is like, I mean... I think this says it all, though. It's like, yo, you can have the podcast, but be be warned. You might not have. Oh, do you hear? I'm. I'm. Do you hear that? Stella's meowing. I'm still house sitting. I'm house sitting. The cat sitting for the next five days. Stella, you're a star. You are a star, Stella. Um, so uh, you know you got to pick one or the other. You got to do the podcast or me on the show. I think Tamara should stop trying to be on uh, OC and just like lean into the podcasting completely you know or don't um and jeff said the cast for real housewives of new york legacy he wanted to see ramona luann sonia jill and kelly andy did not correct him at all when he said those and andy also said let's add dorinda to that Andy says Bethany coming back is very unlikely. Now, I'd like to believe that. I think I've always said I think we're way past Bethany at this point. But Bethany does love attention. You know, she really does. So you never know. That's a wild card with Bethany. But I think what I just said, including Dorinda, could be the first season cast of Real Housewives of New York Legacy, which is very exciting. Okay, couple plugs. Real uh, our YouTube channel, so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey. It, we we released the Beverly Hills. Like if you want to watch me do all the weird faces while I do my Beverly Hills recap, a long ass YouTube. Just put it on the background. It's right there. Subscribe. But the Heather McDonald interview you are about to listen to right now will be over on YouTube. This is a perfect chance to support. Uh, just leave it playing in the background, you guys. <laughs> you don't even need to pay. Just play it. Just play and just leave the room. That's all I need. Um, also, a couple of podcasts that I was on this week. 
Once again, shenanigans, shenanigans with Sheena Shea and Janet Elizabeth. Please go support. Please let Sheena know if you liked it. Um, I had a lot of good, I had a, I had a really good time. Uh, it was, it was a lot of fun. I was very nervous for that just because of my relationship with Sheena, but it all turned out great. Uh, also I want to highlight my buddy Kendrick, his podcast where, uh, I got to be on, uh, this week is, uh, reality and comics too. And Kendrick is just awesome. Awesome dude. And I, uh, I wish I could podcast with him more cause I, he let me talk about Batman as well as Housewives. It's, he's like a great blend of like comics and Marvel and stuff like that, but also really great observation about all the Housewives. So I got to do that with him. Loved it. Uh, and then also my good friend Jess from Hot Takes and Deep Dives. We did a deep dive on this season of Real World New Orleans, Real World Homecoming New Orleans uh, with me and Jamie Stein from Deep Dive with Jamie Stein. And great, just great. We had a great time talking about this season. If you watch New Orleans Homecoming or if you even appreciated New Orleans Real World, the first season, you're going to love this. Uh, truly, you're going to totally dig it. So go support those pods. So many pods, so little time. Um, okay. Uh, I will be reading the Patreon names, you guys, on Thursday and Friday. The rest for the shout-outs. Hello, Patreon members. Which, by the way, Heather has a kick-ass Patreon as well. Um, really kick-ass. In fact, I've listened to a bunch of her Patreon because my roommate is a member. And uh, she's all... It's just... It's actually... It's just good. I mean, dude, Heather is a flipping pro. Dude, there is... I mean, truly. Just... I felt... I, it, it was like... I. I I said this before. I don't think this was on the show, but I was like, I kind of compare her to like David Letterman or Carson or something. Like, I know she's like still super young and stuff, but like, it just kind of like, I don't know. She, the blueprint. So anyways, you guys, this is a great interview. I really hope you like it because this was so cool for me. Um, her podcast is called Juicy Scoop. Her name, Heather McDonald. Okay, you guys, today is a, an insanely exciting day for this show and for me. Uh, when I started this show over two years ago, there were a couple people that were on my dream guest list or people that just even kind of inspired me in what I'm trying to do. And today I finally get to speak to one of them. Uh, I was just telling her uh, off mic that this, this she's like a laser to me. You know, like sometimes I'll go off on a rant and it's kind of unfocused. I was listening to her show on Monday and it's just like, she's a laser with like pop culture, reality, comedy. She can switch from voices. She can switch to this. I mean, and she also has just created her own lane. And uh, sometimes I'll brag about being on like the top 10 of TV and film podcasts. Our guest is on the top five of all podcasts all genres. But not only that, she's a stand-up comedian. She's an author. She's a TV star at times. She's kind of like everything. I'm truly waiting for the shoe line to drop at some point. Uh, but just overall, she's just amazing. I know I'm kissing her ass, but I'm just so excited. I'm so beyond thrilled to be able to share just even a little time. She's doing charity for me today. Ladies and gentlemen, from Juicy Scoop, Heather McDonald. Heather. Thank you. Wow. Thank you so much. Very sweet. I call it Christian service. Everyone yes. has to get their Christian service hours in. <laughs> is this tax deductible for you at all? Yeah, this... I mean, but it's that's just one thing that I used to say, like, hey, you know, tell people about Juicy Scoop, do your Christian service, because I grew up in Catholic school and my son's in Catholic school. And you just got this letter from the school being like, you know, your son has not completed his Christian service hours yet, you know, <laughs> and and it's just something that so many people, if you've been in that world, can relate to. And then as an adult, you're like, you know what? Just do your due 
do your good deed. But actually, I really enjoy, <laughs> I actually really enjoy following you on Instagram. And so, um, yeah, I'm happy to talk to you today. And, and thank you so much for the Heather. I know Christian. Sir, I was an altar boy. I was, <laughs> I, I was never invited to the pool parties, but I was an altar boy. I, my mom's like still just a practicing Catholic through and through. You just got back from actually the Catalina wine mixer, which is yes. huge this weekend, which actually is just a thing they actually do to celebrate the movie Step Brothers, right? Oh my God. It was so fun. I mean, there were some hardcore, first of all, I had never seen stepbrothers, but my sons who are teenagers enjoyed it. So the last, the week before I was like, what, let's watch it as a family. And I love it because basically if you haven't seen it, basically Will Ferrell and John C. Riley are like <laughs> late thirties guys that are losers that are like living at the parents' house, but they're really just acting like any teenage real brothers act. So it's so funny. It's so politically incorrect and great. And well, it's amazing. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so these people that so then you could go and watch the movie with all these people. It was like people yelling out stuff. And it. I really didn't know what to expect. I thought it was honestly just like a wine tasting. And I was like, wow, this is kind of expensive. Like, hope, you know, hope it's worth it. It totally was worth it. Um, and it was really it was really fun. But it was a mix of people, too. Like it wasn't, you know, it was just a mix of people. So like yeah. I would say if you're going to go, you should definitely go with like at least three or four other people, almost like a Coachella, like where it's really about the group that you hung out with. It's not really about the entertainment yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever. It's like one of those fun moments where the next morning you're, you recap the weird people you met and then, you know, like all that, like that's what makes it made it kind of fun. Yeah. Um. Uh. I actually, speaking of Coachella, I just went to Coachella this year, uh, which is like my knees are just, it's not made for that anymore. But uh, I ended up hanging with like Sheena and Sandoval and Ariana and, and which is wild. But I noticed like you always are in these situations too. Like you just went to Jeff Lewis's Memorial day party. We had the picture with Shannon Bedore, Kelly Dodd, MJ, who I love. And, but I also noticed like, I remember like, I don't know. It was last Christmas. I don't know what time means anymore, but like you were at a party with Crystal Minkoff, you hang with like, what is it like because I also feel like now you're even getting bigger than the reality stars you cover. Um, and what is it like being in this? Because you also have a take on it where it's kind of comedic in a way. Like, do you ever kind of like this is really like Inception hanging with these people? Well, I mean, what's, what's great is that like when I've met them and I've had them on my show, I really love having someone like Crystal be on my show where I'm one of the first podcasts she's done. And because I'm like, I don't want, I don't care about what happened at some party that you arrived <laughs> late for. And like, I'm like, <laughs> let's get who you were before the show. And I think then, you know, and, and what's great is people will come back like a crystal and be like, I got the greatest response from that. People understood that I wasn't some like concubine. Like I went to, UC Irvine. I had my own business, which they did not feature. She's got this huge, like cocoa water. That's like in Costco's and stuff. Yeah. She's very successful. She's like, you know, so I, I like to kind of get that type of thing. And then we were, we have, you know, mutual friends and I've been in this business a long time. And then I, and listen, when I make friends, I'm actually a really good friend and I cultivate the friendship and I'm pretty fun when we hang out with. So I'm not like seeking out like no no like you never friends. do actually yeah but it's like it's, like, it's just fascinating but, it, but there are people i'm genuinely like friends with i'm genuinely friends with lala kent like i really care about her we really talk a lot we've been friends for like four years but i did meet her by having her come on my show and then 
sometimes in a long interview, you know, where they're sitting across from me, I was like kind of connected with her. And then over the years and we'd see each other on events and then hang out. And like, she just, I like her, her personality and her sense of humor. And then of course, just being friends with her. I was so excited about going to the wedding. I really loved Randall. Like I was hey, all what excited. happened with her and Rand? Are they still doing good? Are they? Uh, yeah. oh, <laughs> well, you God. were friends with Randall too. And you had to like, I mean, I remember at BravoCon, I think you would hung out with them yeah. as well. And like, that's kind of, in fact, by the way, my roommate is uh, obsessive about you, Patreon member, everything, and made me listen to your Lala interview with the book and actually sold me on the book, that interview. Yeah. And I, I was like, but was it weird though, that you were in that situation where we're all in of like, I'm, I'm friendly with both. And then you hear these stories. I mean, when, when the book, when the breakup, which I wasn't sure if the breakup was real, like I was when the photos first came out of him walking across the street with these two girls, I was doing shows in Chicago and like a juicy scooper came up to me and was like, do you know what's going on? And I'm like, I saw a little bit of that before I went on stage, but I'm like, after Randall and Lala came to my show, Lala had to take off and Randall had dinner with me and Spencer Pratt, my sister. And at one point my sister and I had to walk across the street back to our cars with Randall. And I'm like, if someone got a photo of the three of us, so I was a little bit like, you know, these yeah, fans yeah, yeah, are crazy, yeah, exactly. which is why I don't really enjoy the blind items, which I think they're kind of shitty. Like, you know, I understand they're making I wanted a to whole bring that up, actually. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, they're making a whole living out of it, too. And I don't begrudge anybody, but I'm like really reluctant how much I share on my show or in my groups because I'm like. You know, just saying that, oh, you know, blind item, you know, it's like these Reddit stories that I follow. Anyone can say anything now. Like we can say anything. anything. So you could say anything. It's like anonymous, allegedly. And so, but I'm also like, but, you know, unless someone had like, you know, when um, the Potomac girl with the Australian husband, like that, there was a photo of that guy in his underwear in a hotel room with a female. (laughs) And he admitted, he's like, yeah, I was there. I was just, I thought we were just going to eat snacks and take a nap, whatever he that wants is to how, say. Wait, to be fair, that's how I eat food by myself in bed, just with my undies on. And, and yeah. with, a, with a woman who could take the photo. Sure, but like, yeah. I'm like, that's like legit. I get it. Like that gets out there. You're a messy star who got with a girl who took a photo of your tattoos. So we undeniably knew it was you in the bed with you. That's fine. <laughs> but when other people just say, oh, I met this housewife's husband at a nightclub, we spent the night together and that gets put on. I kind of like, mm, I don't really like that. Also, you know, I, I'm at a level where um, I have been sued. So like, I also, you know, yeah. besides respecting people's, you know, life and, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm always just like, you know what? I can come up with another joke. I can come up with another story. I can come up with another impression. So if something feels wrong or, or other or so many other people are covering a dirty mess. I'm like, just let them have it. I'd just rather insane. not even deal. I went yeah. off on Friday about that. And I, and I don't think you, uh, but I don't know if you even paid attention to that Rinna, that Rinna, Kathy, oh, all no. that Patrick thing. And it even continued on last night. I don't know if you yes. watched the oh, well, six you know minute I... audition tape that this guy put out. Okay, but this is exactly me... what we're talking about. This is my juicy scoop for you. Okay. Oh. So when that, when that thing first started with the going back of each of them reposting each other's stuff. Okay. That was a week ago, week ago, Saturday or whatever, previous Saturday, Memorial day weekend. I see this thing and I see this, you know, who's this Patrick. So I DM him and I'm like, it's Heather McDonald. Will you can, can we, we, can we talk on the phone? Can you tell me what this is about? 
And he's like, yeah, give me your number. No problem. I talked to this guy for 30 minutes. All right. Oh, yes. I talked to this guy for 30 minutes and I, I kind of was like protecting his identity, like not identity, but like what he told me, I shared a little bit about it, like on my Patreon, but I also like kept things out because I was like, well, he didn't, he didn't say per se, he could come on. He did tell me there was this TV show that was happening with gay guys you know, in West Hollywood, which real house husbands or something, yeah, which is totally believable, you know, like that, that could happen. They did it previously with the A-list or something in Bravo. And I think it was a little premature, to be honest. Now I think featuring gay guys and their lifestyles, I think, you know, you have a much larger audience today than you did 10 years ago. So I was like, okay. So he kind of tells me about his life and this and that. He did tell me, I go, well, now you met her in person, you know? Yes. Where? Craig's. And I was like, I don't remember thinking, <laughs> I think we went to Craig's <laughs> with another Utah, Utah Real Housewife. I'm like, I, I think if I put that out to the world, some sleuths could figure out if that was true or not. I remember oh, thinking completely. that, you know? But at the same time, I was like, okay, who knows? But something did tell me like, that Rena somehow was in, in on it, you know? Yeah. So then, so then I share a little bit about it, like on Patreon, whatever. And then, um, but I kind of was like, I don't know how much I want to like feature this in my groups and stuff, because it was just so weird and so messy. And yeah. Yeah. So now Thursday I'm on the boat. Okay. We, we arrive on the Catalina on my boat and I go to dinner and I come back to my boat. Don't mean to brag. Had some your husband good, sails, you know, right? Your husband, yeah. your husband's a sailor. Yeah. I was just saying because I also had like Wi-Fi and stuff. Anyway, so I still have <laughs> Wi-Fi. And I am like, what the hell is this? That's when the news came out. Um, this was all bullshit, says Patrick. I was, but I was, no, first it was, this is, a, first it was, I was paid $27,000 by Kathy Hilton. That's the first thing that comes Oh, out. Heather, it was more specific than that. It was $27,737.73 yeah. for, to create and, this and she thing. 1099 me. Kathy Hilton yes. filled out paperwork with him. Yeah. yeah. And I go, this is absolutely bullshit. Like, I'm like, it's bullshit, bullshit. Yeah. I, there's no way Kathy Hilton would do this, that she needs to do it. And so I do some other research. I'm not going to get all into it, but <laughs> I was very annoyed. So I do an emergency Patreon the, on Friday. Um, I already had my one Patreon come out Friday. I do another one at like the next whatever tier, really explaining it. But part of my explaining was like, I don't want to give this guy, Lisa or anybody else, any more press on this. Yeah. Like, but you know, it was kind of a slow weekend, you know, Johnny, like, <laughs> Amber, Don, and like yeah. blah, blah, blah. And so then I see his video last night, you know, his, his testimonial video last night about the LA mission. And, um, I mean, I have my, I mean, I, well, basically what you like, he came out last night, you guys and said, Rinna, Rinna is the one he and Rinna concocted this plan. And this, it just went out of hand because she ended up doxing him by posting the number, which was never part of the initial plan. And so it was like, but it was like shot with this huge curtain in the background, like a very like ominous, like, like an eight foot curtain in the, like, it was really 
ominous. And he said, you know, I'm a, I do a lot of charity work. He tried to like be softer, try to be like all like a, a pious saint. And it was like, this is what it is. And I'll produce anything I need to produce. But at this point, the guy's credibility is just so shot. And Rinna, which was funny on Thursday, this is what I was ranting about on Friday. Cause I was like watching everybody just, they wanted it. They wanted it to be true so bad. They wanted Kathy to have hired this kid and to pay him $27,000. They wanted it. And like this other account, like DM'd him and actually put him, put his right. DMs up. She gained like 15,000 Instagram followers overnight just by this little unverified piece of information. And then Lisa wants to believe it's still so bad. She posts this person's post of like, see, Kathy's a, Kathy's a part of this. <laughs> She's excited. She's really. And then at this point, I just don't believe Rena's involved. I don't believe Kathy's involved. I believe this kid really wants attention and we all fell for it. Um, I think one of them could be involved. <laughs> really? But I honestly, it is. There are so many reasons why. And there's so many things to dissect. Yeah, and yeah. honestly, it, it's it's like to re-educate everybody of all the different <laughs> steps. Why? I'll put a couple whys. Why I think. Why did she have his number in his first place? Yeah. So she had his number. So they well, didn't know. Somebody each other. said, though, it said in the original DM, it said, uh, do you want to make this not like junk mail like iPhones do? Which means that would be the first time that guy texted her if it still was saying junk mail in the bottom of that text. Potentially. You mean of unknown senders, you mean? Yeah, unknown senders. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. But yeah, I felt it was. But he was like, thanks for the storyline. He goes, you're welcome for the storyline. I'm like, this isn't going to be a storyline. It's not going to be a storyline. They're done filming. And like, I don't care about it two days later, like move. But, you know, I do feel like it's weird because we, you know, speaking of Anna Heard and Johnny, it's like I said this on the show, too. I'm like, I believe that she was a victim. Yeah, you said two right, two things can be true at the same time. I said she could be a victim, but also lie, exaggerate, and be a manipulator. But still, bad things could have happened to her that that were under the guise of what she said in her opt ed was not a lie, which was I was, you know, I was a victim of domestic abuse, which could be emotional abuse, could be awful things you said, could be whatever. So that's all I was, you know, saying to that. And I think like with this kid. Some things that he said could be true and some could be lied and exaggerated and trying to dig himself out of it. Um, I don't know, but exactly what you said, like, I'm just everybody. I'm like, we've all been catfished. It was just totally exhausting. And I, it kind of <laughs> angered me because I'm like, it wasted my time. And then like low, like <laughs> to be honest, like people that are like just getting in the game of this are like, yes, I got yes. the scoop. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> all right what's the scoop you know and they're like oh i'm not gonna talk to heather mcdonald and give her the scoop i'm like yeah oh, you said he you. said patrick said that heather was too big i i had to go on a smaller podcast because heather was too big and it would have upset his ndas and stuff like that which i was like why wait he said her? okay th- yes. i didn't even know that he heather, said yes that. he said i'll, I'll oh. find it for you and said it he said uh because this other uh guy little uh i Black forgot the podcast blonde. Blonde, blonde hair, heart. black heart. Yes, yeah. yes. He did an interview with them and he feels completely betrayed because it turned out to be all lies. But he showed an original text and it said, uh, 
you know, sorry, Heather was too big for me. And it would have, it would have upset some of the NDAs and things that I was trying to achieve through the PR campaign. So I had to do a smaller, but it was, it just seemed like another made up thing. Well, in talking to him on my 30 minute pre-interview, I did not, (laughs) I did not offer him to come on my show because I thought this is messy and it's ugly. And I've, you know, I know Kathy, I've interviewed Lisa. I absolutely love her lip stuff. I don't really know what's true. I don't know. I think that she plays along with social media because she doesn't really care, but really orchestrating something. I don't know if I believe that, that she really orchestrated it. Yeah, I, think I, feel like- I think she might have jumped in and played in the water a little bit with it and then like got the hell out. I, I don't know. but I, li- I, I know she like- likes stirring things up, yeah. but at the same time, it's also, I, I don't think she's really tech savvy a lot. So I think the leaking that guy's number was an honest mistake. I really don't think she was trying to dox that kid. Right. And then what I did say to, to the kid, Patrick, is I said, well, you know, good luck. Like, you know, I'm because, so, you know, he was woeing to me about how his life's been ruined since she put out his number. <laughs> and but he really didn't tell me like what the be- the beef between them was so weird, but it did have to do a little bit with a racially insensitive comment. So I was like, OK, I understand why that would be touchy, why she might be freaking out. That's what he told me, but he like I didn't understand like why it got so ugly. And so then with that, I just I just said, you know, well, hey, when the show comes out, when this gay yeah. of Hollywood show comes out, I'd love to have you on Juicy Scoop. That's what I offered him. I did not ever offer him come on the show to talk about this weird thing, because, again, I didn't I didn't really legitimize it. And also, I'm like my people that listen to my show, they just they want like comedy. They want legit. This is like a little too inside baseball for my general yeah. audience. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, this will just be Patreon. And this was so that that's the whole thing. But I mean, I kind of feel I don't know how I feel. I kind of feel sorry for the kid because obviously he there's a reason why he is in this weird position. And I don't think sure, it's like but I, a, a high yeah. level of success, sadly. No, no. I mean, yeah, definitely. yeah. But um, you were talking about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, and I'm not going to get yeah. into weeds with that. But I do yeah. want to point out because I was listening to your Monday show with Sarah Colonna and uh, you brought up, this is what worries me. Like, you know, he's like, quote unquote, victorious. And then we get this news item. He's touring with Jimmy, well, not Jimmy Page. He's touring with Jeff Beck right now. He's a big musician, Johnny Depp. And he goes to celebrate with 20 friends at like an Indian restaurant overseas and spends $60,000 for 20 people. Now, I like regardless of abuse allegations, all of this stuff, there has been articles about Johnny's like wild spending and how he got to the place he got. Like what I was just like, oh, shit, he we're back at this play. We're like, you're spending sixty thousand dollars. Like, did you did you like request money from people like Ben requests like these friends like you shouldn't be covering your victory party yourself, Johnny. Right. And, and I just think he is. I think that's but also in the Amber defense, you kind of wonder when someone is that generous, that lovely, not only to you, but your husband and to your best friend, da, 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 you know, you know, it's like, oh, my God, he was so wonderful to us. I always joked that there was a, a ton of busboys in Beverly Hills that said OJ was the nicest guy in the world. OK, and caddies and everything else doesn't mean yes. he was nice to Nicole Brown Simpson. So it's like, yeah, when someone's like generous and sweet to you. And I think he loves it. But yeah, I think it's time that you scale back from that generosity, make your circle a little smaller, make it a little less generous. Definitely pick up a dinner at Cheesecake Factory, but maybe don't have someone move into your pet house. 
you know how good Cheesecake Factory is? You know, like you, you enjoy it. the cheesecake. Like, um, uh, but I just thought that was so, I was like, oh no, we're already back to this wild spending. Cause I, I don't yeah. even think, you said that was like a celebration party. I think that was just like a normal like night out. I don't even think that was celebration, I feel. But I, I wanted to tell you this. I used to work at this acting studio, Leslie Kahn, and was like a, a teacher there. And one of the teachers, Christina Sexton, was Amber Heard's coach. And she was actually in the trial. And she was like a really awesome girl. But she was there when like the romance happened. She went to the wedding and she would tell me stories about that generosity of like, yeah, he just flew all of us here. And he had like a whole enclave of houses off Sunset Boulevard and anything we want, we can get. And it was just like, wild but but he, she also said that yeah he had a real problem with alcohol like he, he okay he but did. like okay hold on because i know everyone is a super johnny depp fan but oh, as okay. someone who's seen a lot of relationships and as a female and everything um i think that's a deliberate move on his part a hundred percent so then when the love bombing stops or when he wants to control her or when they get in a fight and she calls up those friends saying he's such an asshole, this and that. Those friends who it's on their calendar that they're all going to the Johnny Depp Island in 10 days are going to talk her down, are going to say, Amber, you guys are just so passionate for each other. You know, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. I mean, I, I've i been the friend of the rich husband. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I never witnessed any ugliness, but I we would placate to that husband. I would make sure that he was happy, you know, and I would like, I would let him say a couple like rude snarky things to me uh, that were a little demeaning <laughs> because I'm staying in this fucking mansion. Well, it's like the and Gerard now, and, Erica James right, stuff too. Yes. Like you, you, you get what you like, you know, you, yeah. you're kind of bought in a certain way and everybody, even on Beverly Hills, we saw like, we love the PJs. We love, or, you know, even that, that whole lifestyle is really exciting. Like, I went on a date once yeah. and she brought her girlfriends and all I could do was like buy some well drinks. Like I was like, no, 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 not, right. not top shelf. We'll go well, we'll go well. Like it's really exciting when somebody pays for things that you're doing, you know? It really is. And then you're just kind of like, well, they're so nice to me. They're so great to me. And then at the same time with the, um, you know, with this, with the, the spouse of that person that's so generous, if they reveal to you too much and then you, you have some morality and you're like, honey, get out of this. Well, then they're like, now they have to cut you off because they're staying and they're embarrassed. Yeah. So it's like a very weird position to be when you're, when you are completely carte blanche, the guest, you know, like, it's like, just, you know, take advantage of those situations when someone invites you, but, you know, keep both eyes open. Don't get sucked into it and know that, you know what, I better go on this trip because it might be the last. This couple may turn out to hate me. This couple <laughs> may break up. This guy might hit on get me. yours like, immediately. <laughs> get it, get it, like because it might be the last time. Yeah. Did you? Um. Uh. I was thinking. Did you? Do you ever wonder like how long it takes Johnny to get ready in the morning? He has like eighty bracelets on at all. Like, do you think the bracelets just stay on? Do you think he takes them off at night? Like, the guy has to take like forty-five minutes just to get ready, just for the accoutrement, you know? When we were getting, when he was getting, when he was slowly turning to like a weird English French accent thing, yeah, yeah. which was like about 12 years ago and all the scarves and all the rings and all that stuff. My friend, Chris Frangiola, we were doing Chelsea lately together and we came up with a sketch where 
Johnny Depp and he played Johnny Depp was having his own scarf line on QVC. <laughs> and I was the QVC lady that was like, like styling it. And I'm being like, you know, just being like, oh, you know, is this is not fun. It's fun. It's fun. <laughs> and tell us a little bit. And then he'd be like, <laughs> you know, like with the way he talks. And so, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. like, yeah. Do you think the but, Johnny Depp Amber Heard thing will get picked up for a second season? Do you think it's done? What do you? <laughs> I mean, I, don't I know she immediately it, appealed, but you know. yeah. I mean, you know, everyone says they're like tired of it, but like there's still so much more discussion to be had. It's like, um, but it'll kind of be just interesting yeah. to see what happens with it. it. Will does she appeal? Do they settle? Does maybe? I mean, if I was him with the appeal. I mean, I'd have my team go and say, let's just make it a wash. Yeah. I don't want to fight it again. You go get jobs. I get jobs. But just know you don't have to pay me the 8.3. Like, I mean, yeah, he got I just this don't televised. Pay me, he, don't pay he got me the, the love. 8.3. You know? You're, you know, be a mom, do this. But I don't know if that's, I mean, I'm not a lawyer. So I don't know if you, anything can be done in mediation between lawyers calling each other. But if I was him, that's what I would do. I, I kind of want to see you as his lawyer. Like we got the the star lawyers already. They got their juice. Let's get you in there for like a mediation or something. Just being like, like yeah, Johnny, lighten it up. No, but, You'd like when you, yeah, when you were talking about though, like um, his generosity and stuff. It's so funny because you know, with my family and my boys, one time my younger son, you know, he's just a little irresponsible. He's a teenage boy and like got all this money for his birthday. And like, at one point, like a piece, some cash was coming out of his wall, his pocket. And I was like, all right, from now on, give me all your money. When you need it, I'll give it to you. And he's like, I'm not Britney Spears, mom, you know, and not so yet. Was, no. And yeah. then, but then so like that, those are references in my house. And then just the other day, I was like, we're doing this and we're going to go here. And my husband's like, you're not Johnny Depp, you know, and I'm like, oh my God. That would be great if your son start wearing like scarves and a lot of rings. Like, where did you get all those topaz rings? Like, what is this is too much. Um, oh, Chris Rangiola, by the way, I wanted to mention this. I used to, uh, my my best friend, Sarah, who I used to live with, worked at Mirabelle when oh, Chris yeah. Frangiola was a waiter at Mirabelle. And I would go see his stand-up with Sarah when he was doing like tiny, when it was like before Chelsea, before all of this stuff. And him, uh, it was just like, we. I would al always go in there to get free drinks. And then he would just make fun of me. Like it was like all like he and it was so exciting to see uh, how big Chris is now as well. But um, awesome. I wanted to bring yeah. up uh, moving on to the Beverly Hills stuff. I wanted to like I feel like a kid in a candy store because I've been wanting to show you in particular something yes. for so long because I know you are a you're kind of an art collector as well. And um, I won at the Tom Girardi auction a huge oil painting of Tom and his brothers. Um, I know you had won what some things. What did you pay for that? What did you pay for that? That only went for like 200 bucks. But I'll tell you what, this though, the lingerie. Yeah. Went for 500. This is the agent provocateur lingerie that Tom Girardi bought somebody that wasn't Erica Jane. So, you know, I think that you and I both uh, scored with the fans. I got a coat rack, <laughs> but it's pretty fucking ugly. And now that you're $700 deep. Well, no, Heather, know. no, no, no. Listen, my life's already ruined. Like I'm a wash. There's not, this is as good as it gets right in this hour right now. So like, I'm like, just going to like put out all the stops. 
In fact, if I ever meet you, I have a, uh, I had, I did like a mystery grab bag box for like 50 bucks and it yeah. came with like 40 law trophies. And I, if you ever, I would love to donate this to the, uh, to the juicy what is scoop. that? It's a, uh, a law award, the 2014 oh. Dreamkeeper given to Thomas V. Girardi. And uh, this one I actually spilled coffee on uh, accidentally, but uh, oh it was completely ridiculous. We just like, I guess we're still in this from this season of Beverly Hills. Like, do you enjoy watching these shows anymore? <laughs> like, do you like I used to watch these and I used to like this was like my thing. Like, I loved it. It gave me peace. And now I like take notes on them. I do weird things like go to auctions like, oh, you know, it's a oh, like it's become work. Um. Sometimes it does feel like a little bit like work or like I can't get through it the whole I have to like do half in the morning, half the night before. Um, I I still love all the housewife stuff, you know, but there's one there's ones like I, I used to be in the beginning of 90 day. I thought it was amazing. And I don't really follow 90 day anymore because it's just like that to me felt too overwhelming to many hours a week, two hours plus too many eight, characters. eight iterations of it now. Like honestly, kind of hard to explain and keep people following. And like, I just was like, you know what? And then, um, you know, so like, yeah, there's still a couple of things that I, that's, what's kind of great. It's like, if you're not into something anymore, it's like, if you're talented enough to keep the people entertained, you don't have to do that, you know? And sometimes people will be like, I wish you still did this. I wish I know, you still yeah, did yeah. that. And I'm like, well, I'm, I'm not because it's like, I, it, that felt <laughs> like work, you know? And like when I'm into something else and it's like natural for me to like, you know, get into it deep and go five layers deep, like that's what I'm going to do. But no, I still, I still enjoy, I, I definitely still enjoy it. I, I feel like, I do kind of think like we're all just too like it's a little I think the reason people like younger people are like, oh, my God, I just started watching Real Housewives of New York season one. <laughs> Honestly, that's what I kind of want to do. Like, I'm almost like jealous that like people are watching all that for the first time because it was so much more authentic and raw. It's also fun just to see something that's like 10 years old, like the clothes and the way that, the phones, you know, and, like a and flip the fact phone. that no one, yeah, the fact that everyone has original teeth and no eyelashes, like it's fun. It was know? a wonderful time. It was, it was nice. So I feel like now it's just like immediately, like even when I watched um, the girls promoting ex-wives clubs, real housewives of, I mean, um, you know, ultimate, the real girls ultimate girls trip. Yeah. And they all came out and it's like weird. And they gave a speech for like but MTV and like, they're like, and the cattiness, and the bitch, <laughs> there is this part of me like, and I don't want to be that person, but there is a part of me as a woman that's like, fuck, the only thing we have is women treating women horribly, exposing their lies, tearing down their businesses, physically hitting each other. And like, that's our sport. Like that's our Super Bowl, and I'm totally part of it. So, like, I'll admit I'm a fucking hypocrite who still watches it. But there is that per that part of me, like, as a mom and a woman who's educated, that's a little bit like. And it didn't start out that way. It yeah, did no, not start no, out it that started. Way. I mean, if you so watch the like, first episode of Real Housewives of Orange County, it's like this. It's almost it's like a documentary that would win an Oscar now. Like the the it's like cinema verite. Like the camera work is like really low key. There's not yes. glossiness at all. And it's really refreshing to go back and watch those episodes. Oh my God. Um, old school OC ones. If that's on, 
I will lay in my bed and watch it all day. No, like it sucks Slade you in completely. Joe, oh, when Slade's doing the American uh, Psycho, like sit-ups and stuff in the first episode. Everything about it, like, you know, and and then when it just all became, it, that was about their own individual lives and they had a little connection. Not until I think like the third season of that was it, two women hate each other. And yeah. that's when they realized, ooh, this is what gets people talking it had fans before like me that just sat in our bed and watched it but we were maybe not talking about it. like the the fights get people talking because you're like whose side are you on what do you think really happened if we're just watching someone you know in their backyard fighting with their husband the kids going through something tough it's to me still fantasy fan um fantastic it's like and i did not watch this show but my mom was obsessed with it it was the original reality show you probably know about this um, show that was on PBS and it was called the American family or something that, in the seventies. That's the first they, thing. Yeah. They, they followed this pre um, upper class family in Santa Barbara. There were five kids in the end. One was gay, but like we didn't the dad. know that then. Yeah. Oh, I thought there was a son too. No, I think the dad came out as gay later on in life. It was super like, and there was no contriving. There was no today you're going to go to lunch and you're going to bring up the fact that your sister got a better Christmas present than you. It was nothing like that. They were literally were following them, you know? Um, and so I think that's kind of how it began and what the thought was, but I don't begrudge producers and everything to do what, what the people want and to stay on the air. And like, the, so it just, it, it's become something different, but I still feel that people not on the shows are not suddenly throwing drinks at their friends. So I don't think it's like infiltrating <laughs> our personal I threw lives. My fake, I throw my fake leg everywhere now. Like I just Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think it's like affecting how women treat each other. I'm just saying it's kind of a bummer in a way, but it's just a fact of life that this is what we love the most. Oh, today, this folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100 percent European linen shirts from $30, performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve.
Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Podcast is sponsored by our friends at BetterHelp. You guys know I le- I love BetterHelp. I love uh, I love therapy. I love people that work on themselves. It is one of the scariest things that you can do, but I think it is one of the things that pays dividends for the rest of your life because uh, life can be completely overwhelming and Many people, including myself, can get burned out and you won't even know it. Symptoms can include lack of motivation, feeling helpless or trapped, detachment, fatigue. Okay, I'm realizing all of these are me. Um, but burnout does. It just it's 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 hard because you can just keep pushing and it's just like nothing is there, right? Nothing is there. And you start beating yourself up and making it worse because you're like, why isn't there something there? I got sleep last night. Why isn't it working? I went and worked out. Why isn't it working? So we associate burnout typically with work, but that's not the only cause. Any of our roles in life can lead us to feel burned out and BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you to prioritize yourself. And also not even BetterHelp, I want to remind you that. I want to remind me of that. Talking with someone can help you figure out what's causing stress in your life. Um, So with therapy, you guys have heard my personal stories all the time by now. I've been doing this commercial for a year. Um, And it is one of those things that I have to constantly remind myself to keep doing, (laughs) you know, like it, it, it really to keep doing. And it's almost frustrating that that uh, BetterHelp actually makes it so easy because I love to not do things. Like I love to um, procrastinate. I love to put things away. I love to like. I love for a good cancellation if I've made a plan. I love all of that stuff. And and during the pandemic, it was like, oh, woo, you know, like I didn't have to get in my car and drive to therapy. But then it was like, oh, BetterHelp comes along. You're like, you can do online therapy. And I'm like, ah, oh, I wanted to, oh, they make it so easy. Um, but it's something like all joking aside, though, what I always say is that just try it out. Like, that's it. Just try it out. Try it out once. See if it makes any kind of difference. And it might not right? But it'll at least get you thinking about that. Or it might, and it might actually make an improvement. And remember, it's like Sisyphus. You just, you keep moving a rock up a hill and it's not your job to think about the destination. It's your job just to keep moving that rock. Your job is to do it little by little by little. And you might not feel it. You might not feel it, but the next time something really potentially horrible happens in your life, you're going to have a tool. You're going to have a tool kit to work with to make those moments a little bit easier. Unfortunately, there is no end-all, cure-all, be-all, all of that stuff. I wish. I wish there was just one pill I could take. Take it in a heartbeat. But there isn't. It's constant work. But people like these, people like better help, they kind of make it easier. And I think that's really awesome. I'll you know. So BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. Uh, It is much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with the therapist in under 48 hours. So bad it's good listeners, you guys get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash so bad, so bad, that's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash so bad uh it just between me and you like i always like this is something that does mean a lot to me this is something just like the gym you're working out 
you got to take care of all of it. It's not just your body and your face and your clothes and all of that stuff. It's your mind. And, and, and we just, we take our mind for granted so much more than any other aspect of our body. And it's like the hardest thing to take care of. So it's funny that we do that. So uh, check out BetterHelp. Go there. Just put the thing in the thing and see if you like it. And if you do, great. Um, and if not, you tried. And that's what it's all about, trying. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, that's, I always say, uh, um, it's like, it's, it's becoming, it's like housewives on steroids now, where now we've involved criminal activity. It's not even now just, I want Vicky fighting with a family van. I want that. I don't like, but now it's like, wait, we have to now get in. Like now we need legal experts. Like we need to worry. Jen, Jen Shaw might go to like Jen Shaw's allegedly bilking elderlies and like, and, and, and Erica Jane might know something like that's insane. If you watch where it started and, and I get scared. I'm like, where does it end? Are we eventually going to see a murder on these shows? Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, I mean, the Taylor Armstrong thing was pretty, that was, Oh pretty yeah. Dark. That was, and that was like second season or that was like right yeah. coming into the I second mean, season. That, yeah. I mean, there, there is awful stuff like that. I mean, now, um, I mean, we have seen other bad stuff like that in the history of reality shows for sure, because the only kind of person that's going to make great reality TV are people that are a little, you know, a little off, a little narcissistic um, or very, um, but also are choosing to do this because they want to be famous without doing the work. Like you and I, we were in plays, we went to acting class, we hoped to get this part. These people were just pretty popular people who married well. And one day they're in 160 countries on the cover of Us Weekly, women all over the world saying, I love you or I hate you. They never had to work a day in their life. And they're, you know, it's like, it's so much for them to take, like psychologically, that, you know, now they're, people are exposing, you know, that they don't, you know, pay their maid enough and that their husband cheated or is gay and that, you know, like all these things. And then you can't imagine what their home life is now like when not only are they fighting, it's like, you know, the husband goes and reads all the awful things about him from all these people. And in oh, the I can't even of- read reviews. I mean, like, I can't even imagine what it's like on that kind of scale where, you know, you have to, I was thinking like the Lenny Lisa stuff from Miami with the, her getting like, he's like, she's staying in the house, even though the prenup says no, because it's like a $57 million mansion. And he's willing to pay 3.2 for a starter mansion for her. Right. And she's refusing to leave. And I'm like, should we know any of this? Like the fact that we know all of this as it's happening is just wild to me because. And I think I, a lot of women get get their husbands to sign on because the husbands are a little naive because they're not you. They've not watched reality TV this whole time. Cause, and, and the re and the truth is that they have a very hard time getting people to do this anymore that are really wealthy or successful or attractive or interesting. I mean, remember Kelsey Grammer. Yeah. I mean, and, and a lot of men, a lot of men do it though, because they are like, I'm, 
I want my wife to be busy and distracted so I can be with my, my girlfriend, or I want them to get their own career so I can divorce them. And the women are like, I hate my husband and I want to go on this. So the world sees what a dick he is, or maybe, (laughs) or maybe he will watch it back and realize what a dick he is and love me more. Or, or once we get divorced, at least I'll have a career like it, that when people go, why are there? Yeah. Why are there so many divorces? Well, these people were not strong to begin with. You know, the couples that have lasted as long as they have, they were strong to begin with, but they went in with a very strategic st- strategy to staying together, like Kyle and Mauricio, like Lisa Renna and Harry Hamlin. You know, I think they have a strong foundation anyway, um, but they are doing something going forward where they're like a little bit blinders on, a little bit set some rules that they don't get sucked into this well. But if you already have like a fractured thing or there's already been cheating and then along with this, it's like all the more reasons to fight and expose each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Did you read, uh, I just got news today that Peacock announced three new Housewives locations. Oh my God, what? Scottsdale, Winnetka, Cal- uh, Winnetka, Chicago, and oh, I, uh, I thought it was going to be Winnetka. Yeah, and Bakersfield, Ca- Bakersfield, like, California. I'm, I'm like, wait. Now listen, if you live in Winnetka, people, there it is. Listen, I'm sure your house is still probably close to a million dollars, but I just was like, that's the part of the valley they're choosing. Okay, no, Winnetka is okay, a Winnetka. and then Nashville, Tennessee. So they announced Peacock announced that this morning. It was uh, starting to make the blogs. And I was just like, wow, are we going what to get was it? Wait, Winnetka? Winnetka. The... What state is that? I think that's uh, Illinois. And then so like a little like rich suburb of Chicago. I'm, I'm guessing. And yeah, Nashville. And what was the other one? Uh, Scottsdale, Arizona. Um, Which, okay, by the way, well, you could get your your son goes to ASU. I'm a proud ASU grad myself, and oh, nice. you can get you can do. Come on, get in that Scottsdale thing. Which um, it was it was so funny. But when I did my shows in Tempe, I stayed in Scottsdale, and I told my son to come over, and I'm like, let's walk around this rich neighborhood, you know. And then he's like, I, I, and he's like, this is so nice, and I go. Did you, is this what you thought it was going to be like? Like, you know, and I'm like, yeah, I think yeah, this yeah. is what people think when they go to USC or UCLA. They think it's going to be 90210 Beverly Hills, you know? And and he's like, yeah, I, I, you know. But no, I think those are all really good. And in fact, I mean, I was pretty frank about my feelings about the first episode of Dubai, though I will continue to watch. I was like, I, I don't really love it because there was only one girl that actually grew up there. And the rest were just women who married like, yeah, yeah, rich investment bankers. And I, and I literally said, I'm like, I'd rather see Chicago. I'd rather see Paris, France. I'd rather see something where you actually, because the town should play a bigger part. And I think they thought, oh, the Dubai town will, because it's just people going on to high buildings and going on like, you know, the fake sea or whatever. But I'm like, to me that, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I, I thought like everybody was like, why aren't they promoting it uh, as much? And I was like, I think they knew they were going to get into some, you know, because Dubai has the human rights violations and all of this stuff. I think they almost counted on that. So they were like, let's just put it out without the amount of publicity we yeah. usually give, even though they spent so much money on that pot. I mean, it just is so glossy. Um, so I'm curious, but like three new ones, I wonder if there's going to be, I mean, there's already an oversaturation, but like it, it then spawns things like, and I know your parents and you uh, started in, or you were in real estate at one point. Yeah. What is your opinion of 
Because like I love million dollar listing and I think selling sunset cannibalized it in this weird soulless way where like it hits you so hard with music and like you're like, I think this is good. I don't know. You know, like I and they all kind of seem like those Oppenheim brothers got it. It's like one CGI. Like that is just a CGI brother that is like Army Hammer in social network. What is your opinion of things like selling sunset? Because you were, I know you were talking about G Flip and Chrishell at the which was great to have them next to Jason in the audience. I mean, to me, it's a totally different real estate show than like million dollar listing. You know, it's like million dollar listing are real, real realtors that really have deals and that and selling sunset is all about and it evolves. It's not even about real estate and they won't even feature their real listings if it doesn't look like they're the aesthetic that they want which honestly, I like to kind of watch because I'm like, okay, remind me why I'm staying in LA. Oh, let me watch the show. And just because LA looks very beautiful from a $12 million Hollywood Hills modern estate. It looks stunning. You're driving around it. It's a different situation. But like, so, um, I mean, I think they're fun, but I think, you know, it may, I think it's a trend, but I also think I have told former reality stars that are no longer on shows, I was like, get your real estate license because you you could probably graduate or or move to a show about real estate in your town and be on it. Also, I'm like, if you're of somebody that has a million followers, you'll probably get a listing by just saying, I'm going to feature your listing on my million, you know, with a million people on Instagram. How many, even the top broker in the area that has 12 years experience doesn't have that, which sucks for that broke for that realtor. But like I see <laughs> they're that taking the small crossover. mom and pop brokers. Like I've got I Christine Quinn crossover. moved to my town. Yeah. But I will tell you about real estate. One thing. Okay. My dad always used to say, when the market is good, everyone gets their license. When it gets bad, everyone goes back to teaching, being a nurse, whatever. You know, so the market will fall again. It, it's just it. You, you were just saying OnlyFans creators were going to nursing. Yeah, they had to go back to they had to go back to being a nurse. It's like that breaks my thing. heart. That breaks my heart. Like the fact that we are back at that place. That is just what are we but, doing? I mean, thank God they're you know. But I mean, I do think like yeah, everybody's getting it and jumping in it. But when it starts to be. When, or when they realize how really hard it is to to get a deal and how competitive it, then the best people will stay. And I, so I think the best people are just like whatever. This is a sign of the times. Um, but I mean, I think it's it's a fun it's a fun trend. But like anything else, like people will start getting over that. You know, I don't um, know. I know I just got like about 10 more minutes with you. So, and I got, I didn't hit anything that I wanted to, but I just want to like, you have a bunch of reoccurring guests that I love, uh, you know, Frangiola, Sarah Colonna, Brandy, uh, Brandy, and uh, you know, the, they're awesome. Uh, yeah. Who else? Like uh, Justin Martindale, like yeah. what for that? Is it just like, those are the people that I feel the most free to be the funniest around? Like, it's just that good give and take. What makes a good recurring guest for you? I mean, for me, um, I mean, I've known Chris and Sarah for a really long time. So we did Chelsea lately together. I think Sarah, Sarah was my first guest or Chris was my first guest on the show. And then I encourage them to like get their own podcasts and stuff. But what's great is just like, they get a lot from coming on my show, I think. And I thoroughly enjoy them. So yeah. So I, I like having them come on regularly. I also do shows by myself. I also like sometimes have a more like one-on-one type of your one, Patreon, one you do true crime. interviews. Yes. So I like doing all like different, you know, different kind of stuff, you know? And, um, but yeah, those, I mean, it's rare that like, 
I pretty have, I have a good, I mean, I have a great rapport with you. Like I have a pretty good rapport with most people. Some people come on and they're just a little bit nervous. And then those are the harder interviews, but those aren't the comedian um, journalist type people. Those are like, you know, just someone that might be a little bit nervous because I'm a comedian or whatever. And then sometimes those are a little more challenging um, interviews, but I still like to do that because I still like to do just like get the scoop from someone's life. Heather, I, I'm literally standing on a pile of my own urine right now. That's how nervous I was talking to you. And like, but you're a professional. <laughs> I, no, but I'm saying, that's what I'm saying. You're a professional. Like you can make, like, that's when you know true professionals that that you you could jam with anybody. You could like, you, you, you know, like you make it good. Like, that's why I think sometimes they don't realize how, like people don't realize how tough it is what you do because you make it look so damn easy. And it's really, it's like, cause when you start doing this, you're like, Oh my God, this is hard. Like this is, this is really hard to make something interesting and to make something funny. And to actually, like you said, put your own perspective out there, which is what people love. Because like, even since I started this, I have, I have primarily a female audience and every one of them said, Heather McDonald, Heather McDonald, Heather McDonald, like juicy. I like, I, or they would post at your shows in Tempe or they would post on your, like, and that's like, would you ever have thought six years ago and all that, that this would be like, do you even realize that you're big or do you just like, you know what I'm, I know that's a weird question, but do you realize the impact you're having now? And could you have even guessed this six years ago? Not, I mean, I, I really started it just so that I would have an outlet since I was no longer, since Chelsea lately ended, that was such a great, um, she was so great about promoting her, the people's uh, stand updates. So once that ended, I was like, you know, how am I going to get people to keep going to my standup shows without being on TV? Like, I'm afraid it's going to die down. And at that time, that was really my main source of income was going out on the road. And so that's why I kind of, I, you know, we we all shitted on podcasts like ten years ago. Oh yeah, was a, yeah. No, we like it was this American and, Life, and then then everything else. Yeah, happened. yeah. And then and then when I thought, um, I mean, honestly, the story is I was at a what we call like a beat club, a good club, but like a smaller club, and I was there and I saw there was a poster of Tom Segura, and I didn't even know who he was except that he was married to my friend Christina Pazinski, who was on Chelsea lately for a time, and also like went to my high school, whatever. But everyone would talk about his podcast. And this is this is seven years ago. And I was like, oh, this guy is a really popular podcast. And the owner goes, yeah, he comes in on a Tuesday night and makes this much in one night because he can sell out the club because this audience is so excited to see him. And that's when I was like, okay, I guess I need to start a podcast. So I started a podcast and I you know, didn't make any money the first year, barely. I didn't really even know who was listening because it didn't really reflect in like my social media. Um, and so then, so yes. So then, then I went through some, you know, ups and downs and weird things, but like, I, I'm not, I'm not surprised because like I was telling my son, like, he's like, what did you think your life would be like? And I go, Oh, I always wanted to be like, you know, an actress or a comedian. I always thought I'd be like one day on the stage of the improv but I thought I'd be like a sitcom mom. I really thought that was always my dream. I'd be like a mom on a sitcom. But I also said, but I also thought, oh, I one day I'll be a mom and I'll write a book and my son will, and my kids will interrupt me, which totally happened. And then I'm like, and then I also said, and I could not believe that I remember, I was like, I'm sure one day I'll be able to do a radio show and the technology will be that I can do it from my home. I really like secreted that without knowing <laughs> it. And then when I said that, my son goes, well, that's what you're doing now. And I was like, oh my God, I didn't even realize. So like, 
No, I didn't think that this would be the pinnacle of my success. Like quote unquote, a radio show, like 20 years ago, a radio show. Yeah. I did not, I did not think that, but, um, it's just supernatural for me. Like I've, you know, always talked on the phone and a lot of people don't talk on the phone. A lot of people text. And now all of a sudden there are these, everyone is like, have a podcast. And I'm like, I don't even know if these people know how to properly speak, you know, like, they don't. They don't. So, and so, but I'm also like, don't want to be that person that, you know, <laughs> everyone has a podcast, everyone has a real estate license. Yeah, they do. And the successful people will rise to the top. And in the, in the meantime, even if nobody listens, cause I'm sure there's people listening right now that have a podcast that maybe like, you know, their mom and for the people, I, what I think it's great is it's just a form of like keeping your memories and journaling or whatever. So like yeah, yeah. do it, do it as long as you like it. If it becomes a burden and you're not making any money, you can always take a break. It's not like a failure. Who cares? That's what's kind of great is because the technology isn't expensive and it isn't hard to do. And there, every single person on earth could have a podcast and the earth wouldn't blow up. Like, so I think it's eventually you know, we all will have our own podcast. But by the way, Heather says that, and that's all nice. I say, don't do it. Do not do it. <laughs> it's too expensive. One, she says cheap, but like, I'm, we're talking thousands upon thousands just to okay. get going, just to get going. So, you know, let's, let's I will just... say it's harder than it's a lot harder than you think. And I think people realize that why, why a lot of people that got these huge deals, you know, that were stars and stuff where they were bored during COVID and their manager said, all you have to do is sit on your bed and talk to your dog <laughs> and you're going to make, you know, 10,000 a week. All, a lot of those people are not doing it anymore because yeah. they realized I couldn't come up with this content once a week. I was sick of bothering my friends to be on it. And now I'm back and I'm auditioning and I have a Netflix show. So fuck this dumb little podcast. Thank you. Get out of our space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this well, no, wasn't I, see, I, made I for Bill Clinton to have a podcast. You know, oh, it's like. God. Oh, yeah. Barack and Bruce Springsteen. Like what? Like what, like, what are you talking about? To do? Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, okay. So the, the thing is, though, you did like, I don't mean this is your pinnacle, but I'm saying this is crazy because it's a huge success. And then you're able to like you sold your own stand up special. You also like I mean, like this is just like J-Lo yeah, said at the awards the other night, just honestly, the beginning. Well, also, that's like exhausting. That's also like at a certain point. I'm like, oh, is, is, is like Hollywood ever going to fucking recognize how great I am? Maybe not. But that's what's also great about this. But you do your own TV show on YouTube, you guys. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, this is, I'm in my janky bedroom with a little, like, neon. She has this, you guys know, she has this beautiful set that I just, like, and she has the iPad and all that. It just really, really, it's like a late night talk show. Like, that's what's so cool about it is you did that all yourself. And I'm like, you're literally telling people, look, you could have this on your cables. Like, you, I, I just think that's because the quality uh, is so you, amazing. You, you are so sweet. And I will definitely make sure that um, Annie, who works for me and my husband, who really he found the space, built the studio, all that. I make sure that he that you that he listens to that little bit because it oh, is true. Sorry. And I mean, that that was that is the idea. And who knows, it, 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 you know, it might happen. And but in the meantime, I mean, I do have ambition for more at the same time. But at the same time, I I'm very normal in that I'm just like so grateful to like wake up every day and be excited to do this and enjoy it and still have like enough time to go to the Catalina wine festival, go to stand up. <laughs> so it's like, you know, it's not like, 
I, you know, sought out, you know, I'm just kind of like, yeah, yeah it's no, all, no, it's all good. I, it's all I, good. I, but I'm sure it's uncomfortable for me thought. to kiss your ass like that. I'm sorry, but it's, it's true. You really did inspire me. And I know like thousands of others that. on top of the listeners. Uh, finally, I didn't get to really get into this, but it was like breaking news today that Pete uh, Davidson took Saint to Walmart. And uh, oh, Walmart, I know it's yeah, Wal- factory. That's no, he did it now. A real, he's real. What I mean, Walmart, like, which Walmart? I, I don't, it was in TMZ today, and they had pictures of Pete checking out with Saint. And I'm like, I love that he's like helping the kids cosplay as poor, you know. Like, I love, I feel whole- like, I, I feel this is a little calculated. You, oh, you think? Yeah, I mean, you know, like- it's like Jennifer Gardner that we'd always go to that one park in Coldwater. And I'm like, you live on two acres. You couldn't put a, a, a slide in your kid's backyard. Is Ben Affleck you know? still your ideal male? Mm, no, not anymore. But like, I always liked him just from the town, like that time, you know. But <laughs> I, I, I'm happy for Jay. Like, I'm happy for JLo. And I did like her speech. And, you know, I, I hope it does really work out for them in the end. I hope this, you know, isn't engagement number six and there's a seven. Um, but no, like, why? Why? Listen, I'm thinking about where she lives, and there, there is a Walmart at the Fallbrook like shopping area. So, um, but there's also let me think for a minute. Yeah, I guess Walmart technically there's a Walmart and a Target in the same thing. So yeah. he could have chosen Target, but it seems pretty deliberate that he went to Walmart and. Um, and I'm sure they said that, listen, paparazzi aren't hanging out the Walmart at the Fallbrook Mall. So yeah, yeah, yeah. someone let them know that they'd be there. It's like when Braun went in OC was always like, they're just, they, I don't know. They just stay oh, out my, my God. house. I don't know. Yeah. You know? It's like, um, exactly. Yeah. But I think that it is really interesting that we're getting all these paparazzi shots with like the integrating the kids. And we've seen that on Kardashians lately, the new, the, and you were just talking about this with Kim eating her poop, but this last, like yeah. Kim was like, I'm basically DTF. I call da da da. And like, I was like, wow. So you just literally were like, I'm going to sleep with that dude. And that's going to be, and then it worked out for her. You know, I was but like, I mean, I think, but that's what, but that's honestly what we all thought though. Like, no, we totally. all thought, that's why it's like, so weird. Like, oh, you, be- yeah. Like she literally said the same thing. She was just like, oh, I was like, let me try something different, totally different. And I also heard he had a big dick. So if I'm going to fuck someone new, let me like, let me, you know, he's been come highly recommended. He's highly recommended. Ariana, like a a dermatologist. I read his Yelp reviews. His Yelp reviews were amazing. Yeah, like eight of the best actresses with skin goes to, you know, this Dr. Kardashian, you're going to be like, you know, or Dr. Kasabian or whatever. Let's go to Dr. Kasabian, you know, let's go to Dr. Kasabian, get our, get our face. Yeah. So he came very uh, highly recommended. So, and I love, she said it with a robotic voice too, on the show. She's like, basically I was DTF. I was like, show a little like oomph like let's like you're talking about sex now and you make it sound like you're like knitting a knitting a quilt or something and i mean i think we all know like they probably had she probably hadn't screwed kanye in like who knows in like a couple years you know the the last two kids were even done by ivf so it's like i i don't know I, i mean there's some couples that hate each other and like are like hate fucking during a divorce. I think 90% of the people that don't like each other, that's like the first thing to go. And there's so much resentment and like, that's like, nobody wants to touch each other. So like, I kind of think they, so I think it might've been a minute since she'd had some D. 
but it yeah. pisses me off too because it's like she was like oh my god we sat in bed and watched tv and i'm like girl you would fucking flip over at my house like i watch tv nonstop. like you would love like i mean like you know the dick is average but like uh but uh you know tv is blowing I, your honestly mind. though like and i am not going to criticize her as a mother or anything but i don't i do not understand how she has time to you know, fly East Coast, West Coast with him, study for the bar, do her skims, be a mom to four kids, deal with divorce attorneys. I don't know. Uh, I I mean, it's amazing. Like, good for her. But it's it's kind of weird. The empire is insane. And and you talk about it on your show as well. Uh, I know I got to get you out of here or, but I, oh, not yeah. taking any more of your time. So anyways, Heather McDonald, Juicy Scoop, you know her. I, I mean, listen, I, there's nothing I can do to help Heather. So this truly was charity today. Uh, she really is a real big hero of mine. So thank you so much for doing this today. I could have, I mean, you're just amazing at this and I didn't hit anything. I didn't get Tempe fall. I didn't get any. Anyways, okay. Heather, well, thank I'm you much, so much better for my Tempe fall. I will be at the Krug Winery. Napa, Ver- Napa, yes. Napa. Um, June 17th, I'm working on some fall dates. That's really the only day you my tickets to is June 17th, 530 and 830. And I've got Julie and Justin, um, Julie Goldman and Justin Martindale coming with me. So you won't just see me. It'll be a real fun show. And um, and then, of course, you see Scoop every Tuesday and Thursday and follow and the me Patreon, on Instagram. You guys- the Patreon is so good because she even goes like she did like in-depth stuff, like stuff that she doesn't talk about on the show, stuff like with the guests behind the scenes. And I'm not talking like I've like it's real behind the scenes stuff, which I was like going to ask. I was like, are you ever scared about like revealing too much on the Patreon? Because you really go like you really reveal like real stuff on there. Um. I'm, I'm pretty open. I'm pretty much, but I mean, I'm still going to be a little bit because like, um, like I know Jill Zarin, she, Jill Zarin goes, I, you know, I joined Patreon. So I said, be careful about what you say about me. She's so smart, you know? So what, and I also know, like, it's a lot of people. So I'm like, you know, but I'm very confident that the people that are bothering to pay, even though it's not a lot of money to be part of it are really like hardcore fans of mine, but no, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm still not going to say anything defamatory or anything, but maybe I'll just be a little bit more raw with my opinion. Cause I'm like, you know, then I will be on the regular show, but I definitely, and I definitely share more about my personal life, personal feelings, those little things like, you know, friendship breakups, different like stuff like that, that I wouldn't want, um, you know, the, yeah. all the other people to hear. So that, that I do love the outlet of Patreon for that reason. Cause I use it. Like I like it as like a little therapy for me as well. So. No, it's awesome. You guys, if you, it's totally worth it. Like, yeah. So uh, Heather McDonald, thank you so much. Uh, Dream come true. And we will talk to you guys next time. Bye. Betches.